0: hi i'm rachel
1: hi i'm joseph and welcome to the porn spirit podcast
0: we're glad you're listening hello everyone um joseph is doing spirit fingers next to me i am um he's also wearing a mask i am (laughs) is that all you have to say
1: just for everyone's (laughs) safety we've had a few scares scares
0: yeah. So we're
1: just being extra safe on, and extra careful.
0: Yeah, on Monday in community group, so Maddie's mother-in-law, whom they are living with right mm-hmm. now, um, got tested for COVID, and her rapid test came back negative, but her. Uh, and act- heard like regular, I don't know. I what don't know.
1: The longer one. The
0: longer one uh, came back positive. So we were all like, pause, wait. <laughs> We've all been exposed now. And so Maddie was like, uh, I'm going to leave um, because like, the longer you're around, like, the higher chance. And Abby and Forrest were like, well, Abby was literally around her all day Saturday. As was I. Yeah, you were too. Yeah, planning the worship night, mm-hmm. and Forrest was like, "Well, I'm married to Abby. We share a bed. If Abby has it, I have it." And so they all like got up in a tizzy and left, and we were all like, "Do we need to leave?" And so we didn't, but we were like, "I mean, at this point, if one of us has been exposed, yeah. we all been exposed."
1: And then Arden also found out she yes. had a friend that yeah. was exposed. So she didn't know. Anyways. It
0: was a whole disaster.
1: Everybody has come back <laughs> negative so far. Yes. And no one has had symptoms. But. No. Out of precaution.
0: He's wearing a mask.
1: I'm going to wear a mask.
0: And also because I have roommates that you haven't been exposed to yet. Correct. And so that's fine.
1: Here we are. So. I think you can still hear me. This is. I picked a good mask. It's a very thin mask. I know. It's lovely. Yeah. And I can still breathe. And also... However, my beard gets so itchy. <laughs> the frickin' mask. So, who knows? It might not stay on the whole time, but I am hoping.
0: To. Yeah. I mean, I've had approximately zero symptoms of anything. Right. So. But also, Gladys lives in this room, and you're allergic to Gladys. So the mask yeah. might help. We'll see.
1: We're in Rachel's room today.
0: Yeah, we are. It's
1: a tiny museum.
0: I Yeah. <laughs> I. I... Love knickknacks. Mm-hmm. If you want to just make me throw it out of my gourd, get me something weird that you found at the thrift store.
1: Something so weird.
0: Yes. Um. And then we'll be like friends forever. Yeah. So yeah, that's all. And I also like hate blank wall space. Uh, I don't know. I just I'm like a sim. Like you know how they get points from their environment, uh-huh. yeah, that's me. I like get happy points from having a decorated space. So <laughs> that's where we're at. But I do. I I have a lot.
1: She has a lot of things.
0: The sheer volume. But is sort of. I impressive. assume they're all
1: meaningful to you.
0: They are all meaningful, or I just genuinely cherish them.
1: Right. I don't cherish.
0: Objects? I
1: mean, I I do cherish. (laughs) I do cherish objects, but like, I don't have that many that I cherish. Yeah. I guess.
0: Yeah. Like, my grandma, when she was in high school, cross stitched this any man can be a father, but it takes someone special to be a dad. Isn't that the most incredible? Cross stitch? (laughs) I do. Can you make me a replica? Yeah. Look, I've cross stitched okay. that one. I cross stitched that little sign that says "to the window, to the wall." <laughs> oh my um, God. I cross stitched that "stay sexy and don't get martyred." Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I love cross stitching. Great. How exciting!
1: A nick for a knack. You make yeah. me a um, knack, and I'll get you a nick.
0: Great. <laughs> <laughs> also. Oh, my computer's going to blow up, but that's fine. She's old. She struggles. This big mouth Billy bat. Oh yeah,
1: I tried it. It didn't work.
0: No, he has to be plugged in or have oh. batteries. Oh. Uh, when we're done, we can plug him in okay. because <laughs> he doesn't What does he say? He doesn't sing anymore. He just, <laughs> he just sort of screams. No, <laughs> it's a lot, oh but I love him so much. I got him from a white elephant gift exchange at my grandma's. I love him. See,
1: I always try to get the useful items from those exchanges. Well. Instead of, I don't know.
0: I. Stuff. He's, like, truly vintage. Like, he was, like, the first (laughs) edition of the Big Mouth belly Bass. (laughs) And I. How could I say no?
2: That's true. How could you?
0: I don't know. I traded, like, a bag of Bath and Body Works for him. and I love him with my whole heart.
1: I could spend days in this room.
0: Well, you're welcome Just to. for
1: everyone's context.
0: What, what's your favorite uh, item that you've picked out so far?
1: Um, the little chihuahua clock <laughs> is something to behold. I
0: do have, yes. I have a dog clock. Um, he is shaped like a dog.
1: A classic didgeridoo. Yeah. Which I've already been acquainted with. Yeah. Um, and then the Narnia light <laughs> Lamp post.
0: Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Man.
1: <laughs> but anyways, I hope you're all visualizing this room.
0: Maybe we, um, can post a picture oh, yeah. on the website sure. or on our Instagram.
1: Just so they understand.
0: Yeah. I'll just give you guys a little room tour. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but anyway, uh, what are we talking about
1: today? Um, I don't know why I thought of this. I just thought it could be fun and like informative also for people who need new book recommendations. Um, we decided to talk about the books that have been like most formative.
0: Influential.
1: Influential books that we loved, books that we recommend, all of the above, um I'm
0: absolutely covered in fuzzies. I don't know what's happening here. <laughs> anyway.
1: <laughs> Books that have shaped our lives. Um, and, I mean, all of mine are, like, in the context of faith. Um, okay. They're not, like, The Hunger Games, even though it was influential.
0: It was, and maybe we should talk about it. We
1: could. Um,
0: I think it's a really, I mean, like the capital is like what's happening now
1: oh my gosh we re have you watched them recently no okay we watched so i guess there's four movies three books four movies yes um we watched them over the the past week and it is insane it's a trip how applicable it is Mm -hmm. to our country right now it's really scary (sighs) and sad
0: Yeah, on like videos of the protests, yeah, um, people would like overlay Katniss's speech about how like the Capitol doesn't care and like they don't care about you, basically, and it would make me cry every time. It's a trip. Highly recommend the Hunger Games. Apparently, Uh, yeah.
1: We're gonna move past tween apocalyptic. Dramas.
0: I don't think we have to move past it.
2: Oh, okay.
0: I think that'll forever be like my favorite <laughs> book genre. <laughs> I well, love young adult fiction uh, because I
1: am a young adult.
0: I am a young adult, but I'm also like a hopeless romantic. Uh, so, you know. And I also like am really interested in the apocalypse. Sure. I have a bow and arrow just i know I've, specific, it's in the room i know i'm telling them specifically for the apocalypse, the apocalypse. yeah
2: hmm.
1: well
0: anyway
1: we both have some <laughs> books yes um i have
0: like four and a half
1: i could i could give like 10 because every book i read changes my own <laughs> life i'm you that really kind of person
0: into the books that you read don't you?
1: i do I put a lot of thought. Mm-hmm. Um, so also because like books are expensive.
0: It's really true.
1: Like you can find a lot of classics at like Goodwill or half Price yeah. Books or whatever. But if you want like something new or something that's like not really popular, I guess. I mm-hmm. don't know. It's hard to find them. So I, I yeah. ask for um, books for Christmas and birthdays. Yes. Um, and then I'll save up and spend. Like, I spend... I, I like f- having physical copies of books, mm-hmm. too. I don't like doing ebooks or whatever, because I like being able to write in them and then, like, go back and read them and whatnot. And yeah. also, like, lend them out to people. Yeah. I really like when I can do that. So... Um, I like lending yeah. them
0: out if I get them back.
1: True. I make sure I get them back.
0: My grandma, like, bought a stamp. And it says, like... The Library Property of Bonnie Yedder. Oh my gosh, I, love I want it. that. Yeah, it's like all I want in life. Wow. But... I'll give one to you for Christmas Thank if you, you give one to me. I really <laughs> okay.
1: Um. Okay. So yes, we have our books here, mm-hmm. and we're just going to briefly talk about them. We're going to say, um, like, where we were in our lives yeah. at that point. Why they were, like, why the book was influential. Maybe our favorite part or quote section mm-hmm. of the book um and then what else maybe like a recommended for this type of person
0: oh yeah i didn't really think that far ahead that's but... okay this week has been like actually the week from hell for me mm. hence why i kept like changing when we needed to hmm. record because <laughs> i was like oh i can't do this it's okay it's fine we're gonna get through it Yeah. know I've been slowly check marking or crossing off the days. Oh, good. As we get through them. But as you can see, the rest of September. It's not so. Looks like it's going to murder me.
1: Yeah. It'll be okay.
0: I know. We'll get through it.
1: But it looks. nuts.
0: I have spooky season at the end. To motivate you do.
1: Me. It is. It's coming. It is. But yes.
0: Anyway. There we right.
1: go. Our books. Do yeah. we want to start on common ground? We both picked.
0: We both picked mere Christianity. We did. And the Chronicles in Arnia? Yeah. Were we going to talk about that? Sure. Okay. So, uh, my parents gifted me this giant. Massive boy. It is very large. It's like full. It's like eight it's by. It's like a textbook. It's like eight by 12. Yeah. Um, and it has seven of C.S. Lewis's works in it, and it, I love it so much, but it has mere Christianity Mm -hmm. and the screw tape letters, which Mm -hmm. I'm both going to talk about. Uh, so they gifted this to me, oh goodness, a few years ago, um, when I was super not okay, Mm -hmm. super not living for the Lord, um... Because my parents, like, God bless them. They don't like to, like, confront me on my problems most of the time. And so they were just like, we know you love Chronicles of Narnia. Here are some other works by C.S. Lewis. Sneaky. That are theologically sound. Right. um, And also, like, may work in your heart. And they did. So,
1: my parents gifted me a Bible.
0: Well, my parents gifted me a Bible, too. Yeah. <laughs> and my mom, like, wrote this, like, big note in the yep. front. Yep. Oh, I gotta love it. <laughs> love it! When did they gift you your Bible?
1: Uh, freshman year of uh, college? Uh, me, too. Christmas. Yeah. When mm-hmm. all the proverbial <laughs> crap hit the fan.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Yo! No, my parents, like at my grad party for like from high school we're like here's a bible in a bible study no
1: mine was it was <laughs> in the Bi- i still have it it's the bible that i use now mm-hmm. um but in the front it's like belated graduation gift from high school and ah. i was like ah ha,
2: ha,
0: ha. you're like is it or is, is it a sneaky way <laughs> to like tell me that very grateful i'm for going it. off the rails
1: very grateful for <laughs> yeah. it yeah um, but yes, Chronicles of Narnia.
0: Sure, let's let's start with Okay, it.
2: so... So what do we want
0: to say? Oh, I... So, like, when I was a little kid, my dad used to, like, read Chronicles of Narnia mm-hmm. to me. And, like, if my memory serves me right, we literally would, like, read them before bed as, like, bedtime mm-hmm. stories. And, like, mm-hmm. got through the whole series.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I... We weren't allowed to read Harry Potter.
0: Oh, we weren't either. (laughs)
1: Um, and I don't remember reading Lord of the Rings, probably because it was too big and too scary for my brain. So we read the Chronicles of Narnia. I had Oh my gosh, this is just now coming back to me. I, (laughs) this past Christmas, I was going through my, um, just like memory box, which has like all of my elementary and preschool things in it and whatnot. Mm -hmm. Um... And I had written like what my favorite book was or my favorite author. And I put C.S. Lewis. Oh, I love that. I had no idea the theologian apologetic man oh, he was. All incredible. I knew was the Lion, yeah. the Witch, and the Wardrobe. Yeah. And I was like, this man is my favorite. So well, I had no mention yes. <laughs> about religion. I'm sure like as a child, I didn't even understand.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I just loved the books so much. Yeah. Um, Jordan is getting them right now from the library and so I'm probably going to read all of them again cuz all mine If you would like It's true. to read them. I might just take those.
0: Yeah, you can I take like that.
1: That. But they were very influential in ways that I didn't understand.
0: Mhm. Um,
1: and then when the movies came out I was like, oh. "Oh my
0: gosh. I had the biggest crush on Peter." Sure. Didn't we all? Yes. Like he was beautiful. And then when <sighs> Okay, Caspian. I know Prince Caspian was, like, a controversial movie because it was, like, kind of bad, <laughs> but...
1: I still love all of them. Yes. I can't wait for the Netflix ones.
0: I'm sorry, what?
1: Yeah. Netflix has the rights ah! to all of the books. Previously, they could only get the rights to the first four books, and somehow... So Netflix has it. So I think that they're going to make them, like, adult and not, like, as child. Is this life-changing? <laughs>
0: okay, that's I all I want. So Sorry that I just screamed. I can't contain it. On the other side of that project is a little chalkboard, and it says to do, and it just says scream. Yes. So, I've been you screaming did it. a lot.
1: So, yes. Chronicles of <laughs> Arneon. And then, I grow up. <laughs> when did you read Mere Christianity?
0: Ah, uh, I did... I tried to read it in high school. Okay. Didn't. Sure. Successfully. hmm Because I didn't, like, care enough, I guess. Yeah. Um, because in high school, I mean, again, like, go back and listen to my story. Yeah. If you haven't. In high school, I was, like, very surface level. Sure. And very, like, I didn't really care about... Theology. I didn't care about, uh, really anything that would like possibly make me go deeper in my faith. Yeah. And I was just like, surface level. Yeah. So, I was like, why am I reading this? I don't really care about this. I'm not going to. But then, I did fully read it, um, when I got back. From Northern Ireland. Okay. Because.
1: Sure. Your experience there.
0: Yes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and I was like, I like don't get what all this is about, and so I read *Mere Christianity*, and it literally was like something flipped. Because mm-hmm. I read *Mere Christianity* and then the *Screw Tape Letters*. Mm. <sighs> screw Tape Letters, I'm saving for last because they're like my all time favorite, but. Mm. Have you... You said you haven't read them. I have. Oh, you have. Yeah. I love them. Anyway. When I, did you read it?
1: So I read Mere Christianity. Um, I believe it was, like, the first... I didn't read growing up. Okay. Like, I, I straight up did not read books. Mm-hmm. I never liked books. I was good at reading. I just thought didn't it like was it. so boring. Yeah. I... It was a waste of time. Like... All of these things. I, so hear I read you and I get that, right. but I'm offended. <laughs> right. I read Chronicles of Narnia and I read Hunger Games. And those, I think, were the only books that I read. Did you from... read
0: Divergent? No. Mm.
1: Like, I'm telling you, I did not read.
0: How interesting.
1: Yeah.
0: Um. I can't imagine that life. <laughs> so,
1: the summer after my...
2: Oh, gosh.
1: Junior year, summer yeah. after. Go back and going, listen to my story. Going into summer your after year? my no, no. The summer after my sophomore year. Okay, there we go. That makes me feel a little better. Summer after my sophomore year,
2: mm-hmm.
1: when I'm out of the relationship mm-hmm. with my ex-boyfriend yes. and abusive and sinful and all of the things.
2: Love it. Back
1: <laughs> on the mend <laughs> with Jesus. Yes. Um. Uh, I was like, I don't know. I, maybe I should read a book. <laughs> I was like, what else should I do? Yeah. So during all of this time, I'm, I'm like trying to figure out what to read. I don't know anything. I don't know a fat which author <laughs> yeah. is biblically sound. Mm-hmm. I don't know who I can trust. And now, like looking back now, like I read things that I should never have. Well, I mean, not saying that I shouldn't have read them. But I would not recommend them to anyone else now because they are not theologically true, yes. like, author, like whatever. Yeah. But I knew, I was like, okay, C.S. Lewis, I know he's a Christian.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: All of his books are on my dad's bookshelf. I should read So them. maybe I can trust this guy. Yeah. So I did. I bought Mere Christianity, and it was the first book I really read mm-hmm. about, christianity
2: Mm. yeah um
1: and i also i don't know it appealed to my intellectual philosophical side Mm. because like it does it does quote the bible a lot but it is more of an apologetics book
0: it is and he doesn't get like he even says in like the first few chapters i think even in the first Book. Oh, it's separated into different books. Books. Yeah. There's like four or five. Four. Four. Yeah. Um, and he even says, like, in the first two books, that he's like not taking a, a quote-unquote Christian stance because he like wants to make his sort case. Proof. Right. Exactly.
1: Right. So, um, I don't. I feel like it was the f- one of the first times where I heard someone intellectually debate. About the, um, the existence of God. Yeah. And, like, I have been very fortunate that, like, I've always believed in the existence? there was a God. Yeah. Um, and I have, like, I guess the gift of faith. But mm. I didn't really quite understand why and, like, why it's the only way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So no, I, this, I think that's valid. I think that's a lot of people. Right. So... Um. Yeah, it was kind of like the first book, and I think it was a very good first book.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, And I'm going to read my favorite quote from it. Sure. Um, and it's, Do not waste time bothering whether you love your neighbor. Act as if you did. As soon as we do this, we find one of the great secrets. When you are behaving as if you loved someone, you will presently come to love them. Hmm. And, I mean, I also apply that to, like, my relationship with God. Yeah. <laughs> so... 10 out of 10. It's really... It's not super long. Yeah. And it's also a book that I recommend to atheists,
0: Mm -hmm.
1: new believers. um, Or
0: anyone, like, really... Anyone
1: who just doesn't...
0: Get it. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Exactly. It's so good. Mm -hmm. Um, There are a few things that he says that can be, like... Maybe you could have gone, like, a little gentler on some
0: things. But I appreciate that he doesn't beat around the bush. Correct. Uh, he just gives it to you how it is. I agree. So
1: yeah. I, I've given this book out to people to read. Mm-hmm. Most of them don't read it, <laughs> well, yeah. but we're going to keep trying. This yeah. is a, this is a really good one for is... just like here. If you don't understand Why? My faith, if you don't understand God. If you're questioning, have this book.
0: Yeah. Um, It also... So, like... (laughs) I don't know what that was. (laughs) It's okay. There's, like, random things scattered about... Uh, Anyway. (laughs) Um, It also was really influential, um, like, in my period of... Wondering why I couldn't find happiness. Hmm. Uh, in like any of the things that I was trying. Um, and so this is in book, let me make sure it's in book two of the, of mere Christianity. It's in chapter three. The chapter three is called the shocking alternative. Um, but he gives this like really, really good metaphor, uh, for why we, why we can't find happiness apart. Like true happiness from apart from God. Um so I'm just going to read this section. It's kind of long. Um it says, "And out of that hopeless attempt has come nearly all that we call human history. Money, poverty, ambition, war, prostitution, classes, empires, slavery, the long terrible story of man trying to find something other than God which will make him happy. The reason why it can never succeed is this. God made us, invented us as a man invents an engine." A car is made to run on petrol, Mm. and it would not run properly on anything else. Now God designed the human machine to run on himself. He himself is the fuel our spirits were designed to burn, or the food our spirits were designed to feed on. There is no other. That is why it is just no good asking God to make us happy in our own way without bothering about religion. God cannot give us a happiness and peace apart from himself because it is not there. There is no such Mm -hmm. thing wow, like, ugh. It's like
1: nothing else will fulfill.
0: No. Yeah. That was the first time that had, like, slapped me in the face. Mm. And I was like, wait, what? Yeah. I was like, (laughs) sorry, this looks like (laughs) squeaking on my chair. I mean, it makes sense. It does. But it was like, I mean, that's like an incredibly powerful passage.
1: It just very plainly...
0: Yeah, lays it out.
1: Lays it out for you. Like,
0: hey... The reason nothing else is working is because you're dumb and ignoring God.
1: There's also a difference because he is a fiction writer as well. Mm -hmm. Some authors write as if they are just writing down what they'd say in a sermon. Yeah. Which...
0: I don't deal well with that. (laughs)
1: Like, I I feel like John Piper's that way. Mm -hmm. And so, like, I love John Piper, but there's a difference in, like academically studying john piper and getting lost in the like art that is writing mm, yeah. and so i feel like lewis just
0: he merges the two worlds yeah exactly perfectly yep yeah so hmm.
1: mere christianity mere and
0: we're christianity. gonna go
1: back to screw tape later letters at the end because that's one of rachel's
0: yeah it's like my favorite uh, you want to go next? Sure.
1: I'm gonna go in order of when I read them.
0: Oh, go for it.
1: So, mere Christianity was first. Um, I'm
0: not that organized.
1: Well, it's so. I since I've didn't start reading.
0: Well, me until too. then. Yeah. Like, I guess it's easy. I could do that.
1: It is easier. Also, like, I've read all of these books in the past like two years, and I've read yes. them multiple times. Also.
0: Yeah.
1: So the next one, uh, Gay Girl. Good. Good oh, did I read this one next? I didn't.
0: Oh.
1: Can you believe it? I read a lot in between, <laughs> of course. <laughs> but these were the ones that were most influential. Mm-hmm. Um, the next thing I read was The Next Right Thing by Emily P. Freeman. This was recommended to me by my counselor, Kayla. <laughs> um, if anybody... Shout out, Kayla. Shout out, Kayla. Um,
0: Does she listen? You should ask.
1: No, I should tell her. Well, she knows, but oh. I should like give her the link. Yeah. Um This came at a time in my life when I was, of course, starting counseling mm-hmm. and I didn't know what to do with my life. Yeah. And so um it's titled The Next Right Thing A Simple, Soulful Practice for Making Life Decisions.
0: Great. And
1: so Who's Emily P. Freeman. Okay. If anybody follows the Nestor on Instagram that is her sister, mm-hmm. so they are a powerful sister duo. Duo, um, but yes, this book is split up into just like little tiny chapters that have like nothing to do with each other. They're basically just like how to make decisions in the presence of God and faith and like that. all of that. Um, I want to borrow that. Yeah, please. I've had a lot of people borrow it because it's just simply so good. So, I feel like um, the best way to just talk about this book is to, like, give a quote about the book and, like, why it's powerful. So, quote is, I'm learning that the decision is really the point. The point is becoming more fully ourselves in the presence of God, Mm -hmm. connecting with him and with each other, and living our lives as though we believe he is good and beautiful. So, at this time in my life, and, like, still... um, I just, I have a really hard time making decisions. And so, (laughs) are you surprised? (laughs) Yeah. So, um, it just gives a good, like, I don't know. There, there's so many different chapters that you can land on. You're like, oh, like I'm having a trouble with this. Let me go to this chapter.
2: Yeah.
1: Or like, I feel overwhelmed. Let me go to this chapter. Mm -hmm. Or I don't just so many different things. And it's so biblically sound and, um, it's just really good. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like me personally, I didn't know what I wanted for my career. I didn't know uh like about my sexuality, mm-hmm. how anything. I don't I didn't know anything. So it was just really refreshing yeah. and um also like self-improvement mm-hmm. at the same time.
2: Mhm.
1: But also like at the end of the day realizing again like and i hear so many people talk about this it's less about the decision it's more about who you are when you make the decision yeah or when you're continuing to make the decision Mm -hmm. that's what god cares about he cares about your heart and i feel like it does a good job of breaking down also like what am i fearful of yeah in this decision and then um also just the fact that like I was under the assumption that if I don't make the, quote, right decision, then I'm, like, now off on a different path that God didn't plan for my life.
2: Hmm.
1: Whereas now I'm under the persuasion that there are so many different paths. Yeah. And as long, like, if it's not sin, (laughs) it's probably going to be okay. Yeah. Or, like, it is going to be okay. If you're acting in the will of God, like, you're going to be okay. There's probably... Like the decisions will have different outcomes and effects on your life, but
0: if you're doing something that you think is the right thing, right, and you're not like actively disobeying the Lord, right, it'll be okay.
1: You're good. Yeah. So, anyone who struggles with decision making, which is most people, um, (laughs) it's very good. It she says something like, "We make ten thousand decisions a day." Isn't that insane?
0: I mean, it makes sense. Yeah,
1: She also has a podcast where she, like, talks through each chapter. We will link that
0: in the description of this episode.
1: Yeah. But.
0: We'll also list all these. I think we should list them all.
1: It also has, like, a cute little, at the end of every chapter, there's a, um, let me see. There's a practice to do. Mm-hmm. So like questions to ask yourself and then write out and then there's also a prayer where she like did like a little liturgy thing. Hmm. So it's so very like good.
2: It.
1: Anyways, great. That's it. Next.
0: Okay, let me think. If we're going in order-ish, you don't have
2: to. I, just I want know, it to but you. like that's how my brain works.
0: Okay. Um, I'm gonna pull up my notes because I don't have this physical copy. I don't know where it went. It's gone. It's called, okay. It's Crazy Love. It's, yes. So, I guess I shouldn't get that close to the mic. I was, like, leaning on the chair. Anyway, um, I read this book Mm -hmm. called Crazy Love by Francis Chan Mm -hmm. in high school. Um, Let me think what year. I think we, well, we read it in um, our discipleship group. Mm. Uh, I think, I think either my freshman or sophomore. So it was before my life really went to shambles. Sure. Um, and I was only reading it because we were doing it <laughs> in D Group. Yeah. I wouldn't have read it on my own I wouldn't have read it on my own volition. Um, but so it's like crazy love, overwhelmed by a relentless god. Mm-hmm. Um, and I will say it is like you were talking about Lewis being mm-hmm. very like forthright mm-hmm. uh this is the same way yeah um have you you haven't read this one i haven't <laughs> i don't know if it's i so would
1: like a, it's a cliche for like so many people yes. to read and i haven't read it yet
0: that's okay um i don't know if you need to yeah
1: that's what i've heard
0: i think it was very very helpful for me mm. in high school um at just, that like, maturity what, like, level Period. you are in your walk yes yeah. It made things make sense to me mm-hmm. that I hadn't previously thought about totally. or, like, hadn't previously understood. Mm-hmm. So, I guess, like, I'll start off. My recommendation is read this if you want a very basic overview mm-hmm. um, of a lot of things of, like, the way God pursues us. Um and there's a lot of like controversy about this book. Yeah. Uh like literally half the people love it and half the people hate it. Mm-hmm. So
1: that's just chan though.
0: Yes. <laughs> uh anyway. Yeah. So I'm I wrote down I think my parents got it for me. I don't know where it is now. Mm-hmm. So I like anyway. Basically it's about the way that like humans are super undeserving Mm -hmm. of the love of God, which is a really hard message message to digest. Yep. Um, and that's why I wouldn't recommend this to everyone. I really wouldn't recommend this if you're like questioning your faith, um, because it's not going to win you over. Yeah. But if you are solid, it's helpful. It's very good. Um, and at that point i like thought that i was solid right and i like i i was to a certain extent but like you know if anyone who knows my story like whatever so basically he, his point is like the modern church is missing the point of christianity um and he goes through like several big ideas in the book so like he talks about how we're, like, too cavalier and too casual when we enter into, like, prayer time. Mm. Which, okay, sure. Uh, we're not guaranteed anything. But the big point is that he, like, gives this profile of a lukewarm Christian. Um, and I don't know what the... Do you know the verse? It's, like... Hold on. Pause, everyone. Okay, anyway. There's a verse in Revelation about how, like, if we are lukewarm Christian, like... Jesus will spit us out of his mouth and say, he never knew us basically. So that's the kicker. Um, (laughs) but that's like his whole thing. Uh, so it's like, it really drives home the point of like, we can't be lukewarm people. There's a quote that says lukewarm people don't really want to be saved from their sin. They only want to be saved from the penalty Mm. of their sin. Mm -hmm. Um, which that's what that is. So anyway, all that to say, it's really convicting if you are solid. And it was, it was really influential in my faith in that point in my life, which is why I chose it. But take it with a grain of salt mm-hmm. is all I'm going to say about that. Yep. Anyway, you?
1: Um. Next, I have gay girl, good God, Jackie Hill Perry.
0: Uh queen.
1: Um, which I talk about in my story mm-hmm. as well and why it was so influential to me. Mm-hmm. Um, but to recap... It was the first time I had read or heard um, anyone speak about homosexuality and holiness that was not an old white man <laughs> who okay. was married to yeah. a woman and had grandchildren and a family. Yeah. So, first of all, that that is an amazing perspective. Um, so... Uh, Similarly to C.S. Lewis, C.S. Lewis is Jackie's favorite author. Mm -hmm. Um, She writes poetically because she is a poet, and she's a rapper, and she's an artist. Like, it is a a beautiful read. If you don't
0: know who Jackie Hill Perry is, what are you doing with your life, basically? You have to go look at her works. Like, she's incredible. So. Oh, side note, her Jude Bible study. Immaculate. Anyway.
1: Um yeah I don't know It's just like I've read it twice I'm gonna read it once a year here's my <laughs> July 20 2020 note nice. that I just read uh, or that I just highlighted because mm-hmm. like it hurts mm. but it's good and it's encouraging and it does a good job to people who can't understand same-sex attraction, Mm. I feel like it does a good job of laying that out plainly and laying it out like, this is what is natural to me. Yes. In a similar vein, I'm going to talk about Torn by Justin Lee. Okay. So this was a book that I read probably the same time as C.S. Lewis. Lee is affirming of Christian same-sex relationships. And so it was one of the books, one of the first books that I read that was um, just about that. And so I was all about it. I was like, oh, my gosh, like, this guy finally understands. Mm -hmm. Like, wow, like, I'm going to follow everything he says. And I gave it to a lot of people in my family. (laughs) Yeah. It. I still have it Mm
2: -hmm.
1: because now I reference it to debate
2: it (laughs) yep
1: but i will say basically the first half of the book is just about his life as a christian experiencing same-sex attraction Mm -hmm. and i think it is beautiful to read because it still highlights the sin and crap in the way that the church deals with it Mm -hmm. in a way that is not biblical so, do I agree with all of his theological, or even his main theological point? No. Mm-hmm. Do I think it is one of the best representations of, like, what it is to be a homosexual in the church? Yes. Hmm. That was a big tangent. But anyways, yeah, it, it's it good to good. keep those books that, like, you now realize, like, oh.
0: <laughs> You're like, it. Oops.
1: Oh. It's still good to keep them because yeah. now you can debate them. Um, yeah. And, yeah.
0: And I think there's something to be said, like, even if you read books that you go back a few years later and you're like, hey, that wasn't theologically sound. Yeah. It's still like, Did it something. gets you on the journey yeah. to, like, craving more knowledge. Yeah. And, like, wanting to seek out what is theologically sound. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: I think one of the greatest passages that jackie talks about in this book is about the uh heterosexual gospel that has been presented Mm -hmm. in american christianity yes um which is if you don't get married then you're not a full christian basically Mm -hmm. so that does a great job of demolishing that but my favorite quote is (laughs) every single thing he has ever or will ever say is true the simplicity of faith is this, taking God's word for it. And I might not have felt like it, but I had no choice but to believe him.
0: Hmm.
1: Boom. That's great. I can't wait for more books from her. Um, I'm I'm actually sending this book out to my friend today. Um, I've read it twice in two years. I'm going to read it once every year. That's it.
0: That's great. Okay. My, yeah, I'm not going in order, whatever. My next one is...
1: Oh, can I go back? Oh, you yeah. You should read this book if... Oh, yeah, we forgot. You...
0: Are gay.
1: <laughs> are gay, first of all. Yeah. Um, second of all, you should read this book if you have... If you are a Christian, but you have not done the research on human sexuality yes. and the church. Not just homosexuality, but, like, human. sexuality in general. Um...
0: Yeah, yeah, it's great. There you go. Okay, uh, the next book I'm going to talk about is God's Pursuit of Man by A.W. Tozer. Tozer, however people I think pronounce it's Tozer. that. Yeah. I used to think it had a W in it. I don't know why. Because oh. it's a... I don't you know. Do, yeah, I was, like, I making it. it up in my mind, though. So, I was gifted this book when one of my very best friends, Abby... Asked me to be her bridesmaid.
2: Oh. Uh-huh.
0: Um. And so that was. Okay. They just had their one year anniversary. Goodness. That was in two thousand,
1: nineteen.
2: Nineteen. Early.
0: Well. Yes, because I got engaged December, twenty eighteen. So she gifted me this book, at some point in twenty nineteen, which was the year that the Lord changed me and this book was part of that so um at first i didn't read it because i was like i don't care but like (laughs) i was like wait i should read this so this is the prequel to his other book Mm -hmm. have you read either of these Mm -hmm. it's the prequel to uh oh goodness what's it called it's like man hold on the pursuit of god Anyway, it's the Pringle to the Pursuit of God. But this is God's, pursu- God's Pursuit of Man, and it is fantastic. And it's honestly, like, it seems like Chan was trying to do mm. this in crazy life. Sure. Um, this is the mature version. This is the mature version. But it talks a lot about the Holy Spirit, um, which is something that I think is just so important and the modern church doesn't talk about anymore. Um, because it's confusing and people don't grasp it, mm-hmm. but this book like truly changed the way I viewed the Holy spirit. Um, and like, cause when you're baptized, you're like, I'm filled with the Holy spirit now, but I don't think I ever got that mm. until this book. Mm. And so I'm going to read. um this is from chapter five. Um, yes, chapter Five. It's called the Forgotten One. Um, and its has a little verse. It's the Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, which is uh, in John fourteen. So, anyway, going to read some quotes. so, just as like a, what the spirit is. He says the spirit is substance that has no weight, no dimension, no size, nor extension in space. But, um, he also talks about how we can be filled with the Holy Spirit and be ourselves at the same time. And he gives this really beautiful metaphor. I love metaphors. So (laughs) that's what I'm doing. So this passage is also kind of long, but yeah. Anyway, so how can one personality enter another? The candid reply would be simply that we do not know, but a near approach to an understanding may be made by a simple analogy borrowed from the old devotional writers of several hundred years ago. We place a piece of iron in a fire and blow up the coals. At first, we have two distinct substances, iron and fire, but we insert the iron in the fire... Or When we insert the iron in the fire, we achieve the penetration of the iron, and we do not have only the iron in the fire, but the fire in the iron as well. They are two distinct substances, but they have co-mingled and interpenetrated to a point where the two have become one. In such manner does the Holy Spirit penetrate our spirits. In the whole experience, we remain our very selves. There is no destruction of substance. Each remains a separate being as before. The difference is that now the spirit penetrates and fills our personalities, and we are experientially one with God.
2: Hmm.
0: So, do so with that, that what you will. Uh, Marinate in that. Yeah,
2: that's a good visualization.
0: Yes. Uh, this book is beautiful. Um, I don't know... Tozer, like, people quote him all the time, and I don't really know what other writings he's done other than these two books. He's done a lot, though. Um, And so, I think he also does a really good job. Like, we've been talking about, uh, like, Lewis Mm -hmm. and Jackie L. Perry of not just writing (laughs) nonfiction, but writing in a beautiful way that, like, makes sense. Mm -hmm. So highly recommend this if you are struggling to grasp why the Lord loves you and also if you're struggling with the Holy Spirit because those were like the two main takeaways I got from this. Yeah. It's also very short. yeah, it's like a hundred and it's like a hundred and forty pages That's or nice. something. so it's a quick read, but it's super good. very quick. Yes, highly recommend. Great
1: next next next. we have the ruthless elimination of hurry by john mark comer have you read this i haven't oh my gosh i um, know
0: well i would so i'm also like sort of in the same situation as you like i never i didn't read for my faith for a really long time right yeah because i don't yeah
1: right um, <laughs> because why would i have <laughs> no exactly this was the most slap in the facebook i've ever read
0: We love a good slap. Not
1: because it's as aggressive, maybe as Lewis. Mm -hmm. It's not aggressive at all, but Mm -hmm. because it's like, whoa! Like I've been doing this all wrong. Um, (laughs) Right, love it. John Mark Comer pastors a church in Portland, and I have been obsessed with him for a hot sec. I think he is (laughs) so cool. I just want. To be friends with him, um, he's also an Enneagram One. He's also an INTJ. We're basically the same person.
0: We should do a whole episode on Enneagram. Okay. Anyway, I feel like we keep talking about it and like people we might just not do know what it is.
1: Um, but yes, John Mark Comer. I was also recommended this by Kayla. Wow. I know. Actually, I wasn't. I was recommended <laughs> <Rip>. Loveology. <laughs> By John Mark Comer okay. from Kayla, did you read it? I haven't yet. Love all of because okay. I saw this one was more popular on Amazon. <laughs> so I, I got
0: get this it, one. yeah.
1: But I'm glad I did. So this John book.
0: Mark Comer is also like people talk about John Piper, John Mark Comer, and like to- Tozer, and like that's who like people talk about. Yeah. So I feel like anything by them is like pretty good.
1: It's. Oh, I don't even know where to start. <laughs> Basically, I'll start with the quote, which is, um, "Hurry is violence to the soul." Mm-hmm. I have that written on my wall. This is my other quote from the book that I often just tell. Like, I love this book so much, I just ha- I just know them. Great. Um, Why are you in such a hurry to become somebody you don't even like? Ooh. Doesn't that hurt a little bit? Yeah. But anyways, Goodness. it just chronicles the slow, simple, um intentional life of Jesus. Mm. How he retreats constantly into silence and solitude.
2: Yeah.
1: And like if our Savior needs it, like how much more do we need that? Um. Mm-hmm. Um. True. His unhurried appearance and like he's literally just not in a hurry to do anything. Yeah. And mm. the chapter on Sabbath is oof. Incredible.
0: I've been convicted about Sabbath lately. It's
1: fine. And just how we rest and also simplicity. Mm. My gosh. It wrecked me. Um, Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: John Mark Comer. He's also not reformed. Mm -hmm. He was. He said he was. And then... He wasn't. (laughs) He's not anymore.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. Like, he's not,
1: like anti I don't know he he just writes across denominations that's great and it's just like real Hmm. and it just gives so many life practices as well there's so many things that I do now where I'm like why am I doing this yeah like he's like intentionally go to the longest um, grocery line He's like, why are you speeding? You're like, why? Like, I don't know. We're just so oh, yeah. we're driven. It's so ingrained in our culture to like exactly. be in a hurry to do everything. Exactly. And so he's just like, throw all of that away. It. This is my top book recommendation to people at the moment. Love that. Um, it's a very easy read. I love how he writes. You can see it's like, it's kind of like, it's not texting, but it's like, it's he just, little he just breaks it up yeah. into little,
0: I like little that. things. Yeah, Easy to digest. Yeah. It's huh. great.
2: He's a
1: great pastor. Highly recommend. Um, just like watching, he does a really good thing, uh, or like this program called the rule of life where you're basically just, just like life practices yeah. to abide in Jesus. Hmm. And it's great. Brittany is as obsessed as I am. Uh, there you go. Basic. The back says how to stay emotionally healthy and spiritually alive in the chaos of the modern world.
0: Hmm. Um. Sorry that my neighbors are stomping above <laughs> us. Anyway.
1: <laughs> anyway, let's see. I could talk about this book for ever.
0: We'll I just at saw minutes.
1: I know, I know, I know.
0: We've talked for so long in this episode. It's because I haven't seen you in a while.
1: That's true. Um I'm gonna read this. To the it. truth is you can be happy right here, right now, through Christ who strengthens me, meaning through investing your resources and ongoing relational connection to Jesus. You can live a rich and satisfying life whether you are rich or poor, single or married, infertile, or counting the days until your four kids are out of the house crushing it at your dream job, or a minimum wage job. Right now you have everything you need to live a happy, content life. You have access to the father, to his loving attention. Who would have thought it's that easy of a yoke?
0: Hmm. There you go. Great. You should. Okay. Yeah. That's it. Give me both of them. There you go. Um, all right. Heave the book onto the chair. This is. I. The sheer size of this book is just. Yes. Also, that's a fun noise. Okay. Easy. Love it. Um, So, my last book is the screw tape letters, uh, which are near and dear to my heart. I read these. So, my parent, They're in the same book as Mere Christianity. Um, and. I read them because I thought that they weren't about Jesus. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I was like, the screw tape letters? What does that mean? Yeah. Uh, No, they are about Jesus. Um, And they're incredible. They are written as a series of 31 letters um, from this demon called Screw Tape to his demon nephew. Thing, you know. Wormwood. Spirit Demon. My dear Wormwood. My dearest Wormwood. Um a uh, fun fact, he also dedicated this book to JRR Tolkien.
1: His BFF.
0: His BFF. We love a good bromance. <laughs> um but in these letters he it, it's about this person that Wormwood is trying to win over. Mm-hmm. Um they call it for our... What does he call it? Um, goodness. Like, they call Satan, like, our father. Yeah. And then they call God enemy because it's...
2: Written, written from the perspective Yeah, of Satan. right.
0: <laughs> yes. <laughs> anyway, so it's kind of confusing at first if, you, if you're, like, coming from a Christian perspective. Yeah. But, yeah. Like, he is now safe in our father's house. Right. But, yeah. So... Through these 31 letters, um, Lewis writes such a beautiful and perfect picture of... Perfect but, like, scary picture of, like, the way that demons um, and, like, spiritual attacks happen. Um, Because it's not, like, these big, grand like what i had like a demon in my home like yeah. it's not like things like that like often it's not it's about like the little things like yep. um in in like the very or in in letter 4 um he talks about like the way that our mind wanders in prayer yeah. um and in the second letter he talks about like division based in the church on, like, arbitrary things, like the way someone is dressed, the music that they play. And it's, like, these little creeping things that, like, we don't think are causing us to stray, but they are. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, as the book goes on, the... as the letters, like, go on, the person that Wormwood is supposed to, like, be winning over for Satan, uh, just becomes, like, a stronger and stronger Christian, but he, like, goes through real, like, trials and tribulations, um, like, struggling with, like, sexual sin, and, um, like, they're talking about the war, um, and, like, all of these little things. The war's not little, but, like, you know, like, all of these, Just, like, things that we don't think about. And this book was one of... It's one of my favorites because I think it's really hard, especially in today's church, to conceptualize the spiritual warfare that's happening. And, like, we don't tend to think of it as, like, both sides actually, like, vying for our soul. And so... These letters are just, like, it's incredible. The way that, like, Lewis so perfectly puts it into words. And, like, it's obviously fiction, but, like, it's not at the same time. Yeah. Um, and, like, he talks about, like, when Screwtape is writing, he talks about, like, um, the way that the enemy, so God, wants us to be and act and see and the way that they want us, um, and so, there's, it's in letter eight, um, he has this really good passage that, like, lays it out very plainly, um, and so, let's see, okay, so this is, like, a really great example of, like, how the enemy works, which I'm talking about today. Not God. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) To decide what the best use of it is, you must ask what the enemy wants to make of it, and then do the opposite. Now, it may surprise you to learn that in his efforts to get permanent possession of a soul, he relies on the troughs even more than on the peaks. Um, Some of his special favorites have gone through longer and deeper troughs than anyone else. The reason is this. To us... So... Talking about demons. To us, a human is primarily food. Our aim is the absorption of its will into ours, the increase of our own area of selfhood at its expense. But the obedience which the enemy demands of men is quite a different thing. One must face the fact that all the talk about his love for men and his service being perfect freedom is not, as one would gladly believe, mere propaganda, but an appalling truth. He really does want to fill the universe with a lot of loathsome little replicas of his self. Creatures whose life, on its miniature scale, will be qualitatively like his own. Not because he has absorbed them, but but because their wills freely conform to his. We want cattle who can finally become food. He wants servants who can finally become sons. We want to suck in. He wants to give out. We are empty and would be filled. He is full and flows over. Our war aim is a world in which our father below has drawn all other beings into himself. The enemy wants a world full of beings united to him, but still distinct. Hmm. And wow. Again, I literally like...
1: I read this on a plane last summer to Norway. And I was like... You said... (laughs) Um, (laughs) You said what? I said, whoa.
0: But... Like, that's not the only passage in there like that. But it's such a clear picture of the war that's going on for our souls. And, like, the little tiny steps that we take to step away from God. Yeah. And, like, the ways that we... death
1: by a thousand... What is it?
0: Paper cuts. Death by a thousand paper cuts. Mm
1: -hmm. It just, like... Simply lays out all of the tiny little things that eventually just yeah, corrode.
0: Yeah. So it's one of my all-time favorites. It's also a pretty quick read. It is. Um, and you
1: can do it in, like, little chunks. Yeah. Which is nice. Like,
0: you can read a few letters at a time or yeah. whatever. Um, The letters on here are only, like, a page and a half. But mm-hmm. I feel like in a normal book, they'd maybe be, like, three or They're four. They're a little longer. Yeah. yeah. But, um... Yeah, I would definitely recommend the letters to someone who wants a deeper understanding of the way our souls are divided. Yep. And the very real power that Satan has on this world. Yep. And um, I, like, wrote down one other thing. But... (laughs) So, yeah. Um, there's another quote that you were just talking about. Like, uh, there's one of the letters that says, Indeed, the safest road to hell is a gradual one, the gentle slope, soft underfoot, without sudden turnings, without milestones, without signposts. Um, and, yeah, that's all mm-hmm. for that. But, like, I would recommend it to anyone who wants a deeper understanding. Also to, like, any Christian just starting out, I think. Yeah those would be like it just sort of shapes your whole perspective on like the severity of it yeah. all yeah yeah i have one more oh yeah go
1: the last one is *Hinds feet on high places which i read in april of this year mm-hmm. by hannah hernard okay and it was the most recommended book to me Um, That I just kept hearing over and over about. And I have never cried (laughs) more reading a book. Mm -hmm. I don't really cry reading books.
0: Can't relate. (laughs) Um,
1: I, like, wept. Mm. And it's basically... So it's a long allegory based on a verse in Habakkuk. And it's about this character named Much Afraid... And she, it's basically just her journey into knowing God and heaven and it's, it's her life journey. Mm. And I think a a lot of these books that we've talked about are good intellectually and amazing and super life-changing And I think this one hits at like the love of God Mm. um, and how we're all similarly like suffering (laughs) 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 and how like sorrow and suffering can be like companions on our Mm. journey. Yeah. And like eventually we see everything is redeemed. But it's just. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> wrecked me
0: it's just yeah
1: <laughs> and especially during like the pandemic and i Ooh. have felt
0: you read in april of this year yeah Ooh.
1: i know and <laughs> it just a lot of things so my quote that i have is she had the feeling that somehow in the very far-off places perhaps even in far-off ages there would be a meaning found to all sorrow and an answer too fair and wonderful to be as yet understood Like literally, just read it and just sob, like every chapter. (laughs) Just cry and cry and cry. So, if you're struggling to understand like the love of God, if you're struggling to understand why we have to suffer in this life, I would highly recommend (laughs) it to you. If you're also very critical of yourself, Mm -hmm. like I am, then that's a good one. Um,
0: Well, you're one. Right
1: so highly 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 recommend yeah I finally did it and uh, I will be reading it once a year again because it's just a good reminder I so.
0: like that read things once a year yeah it's great
1: do we want to talk about like what's on our shelves currently like we have what we haven't finished so right now oh, yes I read like <laughs> by the way I read like 10 books at a time
0: I am in school. <laughs> So I simply can't. And
1: I am unemployed and not school. So I've <laughs> been reading lots of books. But my.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Just look at my calendar and I have no right. space. No. I'm reading Abby's book. <gasps> That's fun. Oh, yeah. Abby. Hair. I almost said ing. Um, We'll link her author Instagram in the bio. But she wrote a
1: whole book. She wrote a book.
0: 580 pages of a book. It's incredible. I stayed up until like 1am reading it last night. Um, but I love it. Well, it's not published yet. But that's like current... That's the only thing that my brain can focus on that's not school right now. I get it. So, you can talk about the only books <laughs> you're reading. I um, will sit here.
1: <laughs> currently, I'm reading The Color of Compromise by Jamar Tisby. And it's called The Color of Compromise, The Truth About the American Church's Complicity in Racism.
2: Ooh! <laughs> whoa, whoa,
1: whoa. So, uh, yeah. If you're... Not if. Everyone should read this book. Yeah. um, Or something along the lines of this book. Because we need to understand how we got to where we are. Um, and yeah. also read more...
0: And, like, whitewashing Jesus. Exactly.
1: And read more books. Jesus wasn't
0: white.
1: Read more books by women and people of color. Ah. It's always important. Highly recommend. I
0: know we talked about Lewis, who's an old, white, straight man, but.
1: We talked about a lot of others, though, that aren't.
0: That's true. It's good.
1: Um, But, yes, I can only read a chapter at a time because I get really sad and angry that's, a that's how you know it's good So <laughs> reading that um, I'm reading Desiring God by John Piper uh, and it is so good also slapping me in the face highly recommend uh, what else am I reading Oh confronting Christianity by Rebecca something okay it's an apologetics book Again, it's basically like
0: we're gonna link everything yeah
1: uh, Rebecca McLaughlin. And it's basically, so it's 12 hard questions for the world's largest religion. Hmm. She keeps a, she just does a chapter at a time. It's like, oh, like, isn't, doesn't science disprove Christianity? Chapter. Uh, racism in the church? Chapter. Is God anti-gay? Chapter. Like, nice. just hard yeah. questions that we all need to understand and know. Very good. Right. Um, And then I'm doing The Logic of God by Ravi Zacharias. Um I bought his book literally a day before he died.
0: Oh isn't that weird?
1: I bought it and then the next day I saw that gone. he was dead. I was like, oh my gosh. Oh, Ravi is amazing. Of
0: tragic deaths. Chadwick Boseman. Oh god. it made me so sad. Ooh.
1: Ugh. anyway. Anyway. Okay. Ravi <laughs> uh
0: I like the sound waves of our groans. Anyway.
1: Um born and raised in India believe he was Hindu. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: I don't actually know if he was or if he was just raised. Don't know. Anyway. um, An amazing apologetic. Um, I can only read... He has like... It's like two pages is like a chapter. They're like 50 I think. Okay. And it's like I have to read it maybe 10 times to comprehend it. But he's... Oh. It's very philosophical. It's very like... Okay. This is why... The world has to make sense with a god. Yeah. It's very good. Uh, and that's what I got. Great. So I highly recommend all of those. So far, I'm, like, halfway through <laughs> most of them, and they are bomb.
0: If you come back next week and you're, like, actually, the ending of this was crap.
1: Then I'll let everyone know.
0: Yeah. Okay. That, uh, sorry we talked for, like, so long. This is, like, our longest episode yet. Really? Uh, Yeah. Hmm. I think so we'll find out <laughs> okay and I have to leave in 13 minutes yes I have to go to work Ugh. but I gotta Gross. get that money <laughs> that's all <laughs> just that's silence uh yeah do we have any parting words
1: go do something fun outside this week it's very beautiful
0: oh yeah it's about to be fall, and I'm about to scream for joy. Yes. <laughs> that was like the a very guttural. Noise. Like <sighs> okay. Anyway, this is devolving quickly. So that's it. Um, that's it. may the Lord bless you and guide you.
1: Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven.
0: Matthew chapter five, verse three.